All right, Brooke Lurie, attorney at law. Uh, anyway, <laughs> there's this great episode of Cheers. Do you remember the old uh, TV show Cheers? Of course. With, okay, so there's an episode there where the uh, Rebecca character, she is realizing that the bar is running out of money. And uh, everyone is asking for raises and such, and it's a lot of, a lot of pressure on her. And so she comes in. Uh, sorry, Woody, the Woody character comes in and says, you know, he'd like a raise. And, and but before she he even stop, starts talking, she says, hey, listen, <clears throat> Woody, I don't want to hear it. There's no way I can give you a you know a better title than what you already have now. I'm not going to give you a better title. And he says, oh, I'm not asking for a title. I, I just want a raise. And she says, oh, that's all you want? Sure. How much do you want? Like that. And then he says, Woody says, oh, well, I want that title thing now. <laughs> he wants the title. It's some sort of like senior VP of uh, bartending services or something like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, no, 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 I can't, I can't give up the titles. I can give you a raise. <clears throat> no, 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 I, I want that title thing. And then sure enough, she gives him a title. And he leaves the, the bar with no raise, but does have a new title, right? And he feels really good about himself. It's, it's a hilarious episode, but at the same time, it shows, you know, anyway, they had to undo the whole thing because of, of the, the cutbacks for the bar. The, the, it's so emblematic, though, I think, of what the left does when it comes to dealing with its own populace, it does not seek to deliver in terms of giving the American people a raise, so to speak, right? But they're very good about making them try to feel good about themselves. Ain't that the issue, right? So I bring this up because I think it's really a great metaphor to the way that the left deals with its own people. Here's what I mean. Like in environmentalism, this is what I want to talk about most today. Um, and I thought you brought this a good example, just a kind of a cute example. Like if you, uh, if you have those plastic things that cover the, uh, the Coke bottles or whatever, the Coke cans, uh, you, you can't throw them away because it might, it might kill some turtles, right? So, and you're talking about in that case, those six ring yeah, six pack rubber stuff. things that we right. used to hold. Which right. they've gotten rid of now, but yeah, but, but whatever it is, that they'll yeah. they'll they'll stop that because it'll kill the turtles. And so, by you being against them, you can feel good about yourself, yes, because you're saving some turtles, or so you think, uh, or whatever it is, plastic straws, or paper versus plastic, or not having any plastic at all, and so on, and recycling for that matter. They make you feel like you're doing something, like you are. Uh, it, it, it's it's they're just selling you feel goodism. They're giving you a title. Here's a feel-gooder. Here's a do-gooder. And then you can go home and, and, and feel great about yourself. But that's all they're selling. They're not selling anything more. They're not actually delivering, for example, prosperity. They're not delivering a law and order. They're not delivering safety on the streets. They're not delivering, for that matter, anything that's actually environmental. But that's another story that we'll get to in a moment. They are very good about selling feel-goodism. Yeah, it's like the, what is it, um, God, the, 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 I'll say this, then I'll get to the classic example. It's always the idea of the thing, not the thing. The perfect example from, I think, our favorite movie, Life of Brian. Yes. Even if he can't have a baby, he has the right to have a baby. 
Right. Right? <laughs> That's right. Remember That's, the classic, oh, yeah. I feel like a woman. I want to be called Loretta. Stan, you're not a woman. Right. Don't tell me I'm not a woman. Right. What's I'm the telling point? you you're not a woman. Yeah, don't you oppress me. But I want to have a baby. Okay, and then, then that woman has the great idea. It's so funny, her feminism. You know, well, even if Stan cannot have a baby, he can have the right to have a baby. <laughs> Problem solved. Right, right, right. And then there's a pause. And then the, the Rex character says... Well, what's the point? Right. <laughs> I, I love that part. Anyway, I mean, that, that scene is so, it's so telling of so many great things. And, and uh, oh, anyway, so look, at the end of the day, they're just selling you an opportunity to feel good about yourself. I think that really captures it, don't you? It does. Uh, because, because when you tell a, a Democrat, a liberal in particular, a lefty, I should say, um, why they're wrong in their uh, adoption of all things Democrat and all things liberal and so on like that, you, what you're really doing, because they know that you're right and they're wrong, they, they, they don't care about policies. You and I think that they care about policies, about what works, whether it's minimum wage and, and the global warming and, and regulations. And so, that's not what the Democrats are selling. When you tell them that they're wrong about being a Democrat, what you're, what you're saying is you're wrong to feel good about yourself. You're, you're, you're taking away, or you're trying to take away their, their belief that they feel that they can and should feel good about themselves. Yeah, that's that's all it is. Well, I think I think you're about ninety percent there. I think the final like piece is, um, you're literally telling them you're not part of, and think about either this kind of structure, clan, team, or family. Understand what unites. Democrats. We unite around the idea that every woman has the right to choose. Right? right. And this knows the sanitized language, which right. it, on, in, in literal verbosis means absolutely nothing. But then if you tell them XYZ fact, give them fact words, they literally and realistically feel that they're being separated, like a family at the border, <laughs> right? right? From their team if they were to internalized, synthesized process, the ideas that you said in the case of abortion about women's rights to choose, have you ever watched an abortion? Right. Have you right. ever seen that? Is this, is, good for, is this good for civilization itself? Yeah, is this good for mother or child? Yeah. And, you know, all that stuff. Right. It, they're literally, they feel, and that's why they respond with such vileness towards you and irrationality because you, they hear, you're separating me from my team, my family, my clan, my tribe. Yeah. And we're like, no, we're not. We're just trying to tell you a fact. Yeah. You know, that's a good way of putting it. There's, they, they are selling tribalism okay. in their own way, right? I mean, that's what it is. You're, you are separating from, from my association with this team that makes me feel good about myself. Yeah. You're, you're really ripping them apart from, from their drug, if you want. Uh, but I guess that, that's another way of looking at it. But that, that's the beauty of, of madness. There's there's many different forms of madness. You know? <laughs> and all roads of madness lead to madness. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're, you can be mad in many different ways. And they are mad in, men, in many different ways. They're, they're not just a few. Just, that's why we have so many great podcasts. Is that we explore the madness in its many different ways when it comes to the left. They're not just mad in one way. And that's somehow very reasonable in, all, in every other way. That's, you know, people don't act, cons people act consistently. They don't compartmentalize like we talked about before, a liar always lies. He, he will not be untruthful in one area 
and then be wonderfully honest in every other area. It doesn't work that way. So that the left espouses very uh, illogical, and that's putting it very charitably, very illogical positions. Uh, we think that a lot of them are actually crazy positions. And so surprise, surprise, we, we, are, we should not be surprised that there are so many different ways that they are um, illogical. Yeah. And here and, we are. And look at the difference. If you're a conservative in all these stripes, depending where you are in the conservative continuum, you might be at certain parts of your life or what, for whatever reason, pro-choice on this right. or pro-choice on that. Or you might be um, an industrial, you, you, know, you hear it all the time, I'm, I'm conservative fiscally, I'm liberal socially or whatever, right? right? But th that's a version of conservatism. And that's, you might be sane on 90% of your positions, but you're wrong or you have a deviation on this or that. You and I have a perfect example. Right. I'm for the legalization of marijuana, you're not. We both have our positions based on logic as we've concluded it. Right. right, right, and we're okay with that because yeah. we know we're right and on the same side of ninety percent of everything. That there's no reason to have a fist fight over the small issue over here, right? Yes, and we're yes. And we're free to have conclusions, right? Mm -hmm. That might differ slightly. That's the beautiful thing about conservatism. But but the other side, the raw, and that's why I always use the term wrongest. They are damn well consistent. If they're wrong on the Israel issue, I would bet my bottom dollar they're going to be wrong on 90%, 99%, even 100% of everything else. Of course. Of because course. if you got that one wrong, you're incapable of clear processing. Well, he, he, that's, that's a good way of putting it, clear processing. Look at, for example, the global warming issue, okay, which is that there's no logic to it. Right. But Entirely but, clan and team. Uh, and it's clan and team. Clan and team, as far as oh, those clan and team. Yes, I agree. Uh, I thought you just invented a new adjective. <laughs> clan and team. Clan and team. <laughs> That's a great product, <laughs> right. like Windex. That's right. You've used Windex <laughs> for everything. Here's clan and team. <laughs> All right. So anyway. So, uh, so the uh, the whole notion of global warming makes no sense at all. But they will tell you that you are you are insane if you do not subscribe to the notion of man-made global warming that we're all doomed and we need to do something about it. Uh, and, and, you know, science is settled and the debate is, uh, is, is no more and uh, the, the moon is in the seventh house and, and every, all, the, all the things that are gloom and doom and never once looking at themselves and looking at how ridiculous they sound. But they, they, they don't answer basic questions. These people who are, look at you with these wide eyes popping at you, how, how you could possibly not believe in global warming. And uh, you ask them some basic questions, and they can't answer them. Like, what percent are we responsible for the global warming business? What, uh, how, how much water are we going to be under? When? Uh, yeah. And then, of course, what can we do about it? And uh, even if we are even mildly responsible for it, uh, and then even if we can do something about it, don't we have to get everyone on board? I mean, if it's not, if we can't get uh, China and India and Russia and all the big industrial nations on board doing the exact same thing that we're doing, isn't that like having an air conditioner on in your house and, and uh, you know, 50% of the windows are open? On I mean, a hot day. On yeah. a hot day. What's the point? You know, you, you, you're doing your part to close your windows to make sure that the, uh, uh, you know, the hot air doesn't come in, but everyone else is not cooperating because for whatever reason. That's the same thing here. So, but they don't, I don't want to get too far afield in the global warming business. The problem is that these people who, who believe in global warming, as the science is settled, are the same people who will tell you that the science is settled when it comes 
to transgenderism, that a boy is not really a boy until he's, he decides he's a boy. And, and a, a woman is not a woman until, you know, it's very clear to her and she, she feels, you know, herself that she's a woman. That's right. Right. And, and never mind her uterus, never mind her, uh, her womb and her vagina and all the, the hormones that she has. Never mind that she has, uh, that a man can never get breast cancer, that a woman can never get a, Testicular a, 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 cancer. a prostate cancer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, th- those things are ir- irrelevant. They, they don't define anything. Never mind that a man has a Y chromosome and a woman doesn't. Uh, that, these things are, and yet they're the scientists, you understand. They're the ones who, who base themselves on scientific reality. So, but, but no doubt, this is what makes them feel good. So we, we conservatives are flustered. And I, and I know I speak for every conservative when we scratch our heads and say, how can these people believe this nonsense? Yeah, and, and how can they, when you sit down and just have a conversation, they can't even have a conversation. They can't. They can't. They, it's they, like, uh, I mean, it, it, like... There was a time. Do you know? Uh, wait, 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 wait yeah. let's, let's not get too. I, I, I want to focus on the, the why about this, and then I want to hear what you're saying. The, you know, you, we scratch our heads, wondering why the left can't see the reality that we see. Yeah. And the reason why is exactly what we're talking about. We are robbing them of their opportunity to feel good about themselves. Yeah, and their very identity. Right. That's yeah. their identity. So it doesn't matter. I mean, you might as well explain. I don't know. A Yankee might explain to a, 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 some, a fan of the Yankees uh, is trying to explain why the Dodgers are not a good team and you should not be loyal to them. Th- that would be silly, right? I mean, a Dodger fan is a Dodger fan, even if, he, even if the Dodgers are having a bad season. Right. I agree. Yeah. They're a horrible team. They can't pitch. Right. But <laughs> right. they're my team. They're my team. <laughs> right. And that's the way they look at it. So hence the phrase tribalism, like you just said. Yeah. But in reality, if they saw it the way we see it, which is what works, uh, whose team actually has the better team, the one with the better plays, whose coaching is better and all that stuff. If we see it that way, then yeah, you, you would vote, you know, you'd root for the Mets as, or the Yankees rather. So, uh, but, but of course it's not a sports team. This is, this is about the betterment of America and its position vis-a-vis the rest of the world. And for that matter, for the world itself. Yeah. Wow. You just made such a powerful point because you know, the, the sports competition and our emotional relationships with sports and all that mm-hmm. stuff is an emotional, arbitrary relationship that has no bearing whatsoever on planet Earth other than right. who wins a championship at the end of the year. Right. And some years it's going to be the Yankees, some years the Dodgers, some years some other team. Right. I'm still not sure there are any other teams, but that's right. a joke there. Uh, but the point is it's arbitrary. Right. And it allows us to channel. And that's why it's called pastime and leisure and entertainment. Yes, right? that's right. But when it comes to the great issues of our day that actually have consequences, you know, whether or not you're going to join Ocasio Cortez's crazy whatever it is, or, uh, you know, New York or uh, now um, Virginia's crazy abortion law, well, that has actual consequences. People are actually going to be ripped apart and murdered by XYZ thing. Pain will be suffered by the innocent. Right. Right? And it's important that you join the right and winning team yeah. and don't just cling to this idea because it makes you feel good and because you have now identified as or as I now training myself to say pretending to be right exactly right right okay so I'm pretending to be right. that abortion is just a choice and not 
Let, let's, this let's, atrocity. So we've given some concrete examples. Uh, one is the global warming thing, of course, which makes you feel good. And then, of course, not uh, banning uh, the six-pack uh, plastic ring thing. Uh, straws and everything else because they will, uh, you know, it, it offers you the opportunity to feel good about yourself. You can see yourself as that guy who loves turtles, who loves polar bears, who, you know, who, who's is interested in the smelt fish, uh, survival and everything else because you, by golly, you love the planet. And uh, you're not necessarily interested in the human race, by the way, but the planet, sure, that, that's what you're for. Um, so, they're just offering you the opportunity to feel good about yourself and, and really nothing more. Yeah. So likewise with the immigration debate, right? Uh, they, they can take anecdotally about this one particular illegal immigrant who's crossing the border, and he's, uh, he is only trying to protect his family, who is suffering from all sorts of gang rapes uh, and drug cartel threatens, threats, and we here at the border are precluding him from one, uh, entering into our wonderful country, and he just wants to contribute and be a, one day a great American citizen. What's so wrong about that? So, okay, and, and we have the answer to that. We don't need to get into that. The point is that we just can't be the world's benefactor uh, for every, every person that has a tough life. And, and guess what? 98% of the planet has a very tough life. And we just can't open the doors for everybody. It, you know, maybe the better answer is for you guys to be more like like us. I, and I've, I've said oh, it many you times. Think? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I say the very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, simplistic thing that shocks people. And I I say, listen, you you want to come here? That's great. Uh, that's a that's a um, a signal to us that we must be doing something right, right? Yeah. So that's the reason why. In the same way that if, if your team is winning constantly, then you can expect that your sta your stadiums will be full all the time. Yeah, and your okay? team will be on, on TV right. all the time. all the time. Right, and, and people will be rah-rah, and they'll be watching it, and it's all great. But uh, it's, people are coming to America all the time because it's a successful nation. So how about this? And here's the simplicity that I'm, I was talking about. Just adopt our Constitution— Right, yeah, you know, adopt our way of life. Yeah, modernize it to 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 things you know to cut out things that are no longer necessary, such as the slavery issue and the three fifths of a person and all that stuff. And fine, and, and the prohibition of alcohol, which was you know an amendment stupid. and then repealed and stupid. Yeah. But nevertheless, adopt it. Just go for it. The, the basic principles of uh, a balance of, of a power, checks and balances, and all that good stuff. Um, God centered. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, an empowered citizenry, yeah. a disempowered government system that is so ungainly to th uh, force things through that it makes government only respond with doing things fast if everyone is for it. Right, right. Which is so, a very good system. Yeah. So, so just adopt it, and I, that's what I say. So, but people are shocked when I say that, and it sounds so jingoistic, um, uh, jingoistic yeah. and ethnocentric and nationalistic for that matter, but it's not nationalistic. I, on the contrary, I want I want other countries to enjoy the same freedom and prosperity that Americans do. Yeah. I want them to innovate in the same way that Americans America does. But no, no, no. They the, the way they discuss it and the way the way they want to feel good about it is they should let other people who are suffering and under other conditions in other countries, they should enjoy our benefits. They have a right to do so. Uh, they don't say that they have a right, but they that's the way they might as well say it. They, they are actually talking that way. So instead of, instead of ever thinking of the notion that maybe they ought to adopt our way of thinking completely, 
uh, see, you know, keep the language, keep the culture. You want the baguettes, you want the certain kind of uh, food, by all means. But the basic structure of government, adopt it, and then you right. won't, and then you won't already, have a problem. By the way, we already have that here. Okay, West Virginia is not California. Right. Every state has its own quirk. Right. Right. And we don't impose a state quirk on up from our thing on them. Right. And we would resent them if they imposed on us. That's the beauty of the United States. Right. Right? Yep. So do, do the same thing. Yeah, you can have your local mores. We're not asking you to be American. But isn't it interesting how this works? How you'll hear about the youth in Iran, and they listen to our music, wear our fashion. Right. They want this. Yeah, they Someone do. is preventing them from getting this there. Right. Right? And then it only leaves the only option for those who are uh, coming in good faith to come here. Right. But uh, the, right. the issue is those who are here who don't like us, the Ocasio-Cortezes of this world, want to import people who don't share our values or mores or traditions to do their fundamental transformation of us to them without any regard to the consequences of how miserable that will make people here and there be in the future yeah. if we wind up destroyed. Anyway, it's all about feel-goodism at the end of the day. Immigration is a good example of this. Uh, global warming is the transgender issue is, is a full feel goodism issue. I mean, it, every one of them, every gun single control? one. Of them. Yeah, I mean, alleged, you know, the so-called phrase pro-choice, gun control, all those things. None of them make sense. Minimum wage, of course, uh, zero of them make sense. But look, but wait, there's some good news, and the good news is on recycling. So even the the, the New York Times now seems to understand that. Uh, recycling has been somewhat of a failure. Barack, I'm concerned. Are you saying that the New York Times did some journalism? <laughs> well, let's see. I mean, their tone is is not quite as you would like it to be. It's not as if they're damning recycling as a, as a concept, but they are expressing their frustration that recycling has not been picked up. They are noticing how it's not really working. So here, here's, I'm just going to read to you. This is from an article by Michael Corkery. Uh, the title is As Costs Skyrocket, more U.S. cities stop recycling. All right. Recycling for decades, an almost reflexive effort by American households and businesses to reduce waste and help the environment, is collapsing in many parts of the country. Um, I need you to stop. And for my own gratification, could you read that to me? <laughs> I, I don't care about the listeners out there. Would you read that to me again? Because that just gave me such a good feeling. It's a thrill. I, I really need to hear that again. No, they're, they're going to explain why this is a bad thing, but nevertheless. Yeah, but that just felt so good. Anyway, so they're, they're noticing that recycling is, in fact, uh, uh, you know, is collapsing in many parts of the country. Philadelphia is now burning burning about half of its 1.5 million residents' recycling material in an incinerator that converts waste to energy. In Memphis, the international airport still has recycling bins around the terminals, but every collected can, bottle, and newspaper is sent to a landfill. <laughs> oh my God, this is, it's too rich. So they, they literally, they're selling feel-goodism, right? Because, I mean, it's like one of those Simpsons episodes where, where they, you go to the beer, the beer factory, Homer goes to the beer factory, and um, the beer is pouring out, and and it comes out in like five different directions, and supposedly they're they're yeah, different kinds of light, beer. One says local, yeah. one says hoppy, one says IPA. It's all right. the same. It's all coming from yeah. the same source. It's hysterical. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, I love just it. Different labels. Yeah, it's the label. <laughs> so they're just sending it to yeah. to to a landfill anyway. So literally, you think you're sending it to recycling. You you are separating your trash. You are being a good guy, and it's just going right to the same place. It's hysterical. All right. And last month, officials in the central Florida city of Deltona faced the reality that despite their best efforts to recycle, their curbside program is it was not working and suspended it. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Though, those Music are just three of ears. There are just three of the hundreds of towns and cities, hundreds of towns and cities, mind you, across the country that have canceled recycling programs, limited the types of materials they accepted or agreed to huge price increases. So um, we are in a crisis moment in the recycling movement right now, said Fiona Massa. No, that's a very important thing. Look how that's written. It's a movement? <laughs> it's. <laughs> No, no, a movement? Well, what's, here, here's what's happening. And, and, and I'll summarize the rest of the article. It basically says that since the 70s, when, when the recycling movement, so to speak, really has it, it took hold, uh, they were so sure that things would be great and the efficiencies would be there and we'd all be so great and happy. Um, but it turns out it's just getting more and more expensive to recycle that the costs of recycling far outweigh any purported benefits. Right. And uh, so they're suspending it. They're just saying this is just costing too much and it's, it's not working, period. Uh, and so everything's going to a landfill anyway. And, and not only that, but the landfill crisis was a manufactured crisis. That's right. Right? It, it turns out that we actually can manage landfill. It's, when I was in kindergarten, I remember this very well. because So kindergarten, I, I was, well, this was late 60s. I mean, 68, 69. And... Um, recycling was just kind of beginning. They were talking about the chopping down of trees for paper and wasn't this awful and soon we'll have no trees left. They as s- if trees don't grow. Yeah, right? Or that you can replace you, these trees. Right, that's right. what I mean. As if trees don't grow on trees. <laughs> anyway, so the point is that they, 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 and they talked about landfills and one day we'll all be surrounded by landfills and we'll all have to hold our noses as we go yeah, to work and school exactly. and stuff like that. It'll be such a nightmare. And, and they, they terrified us. And I was a kid thinking about how trees were our friends and all the, all the things. You know, at some point, you know, and then that continued on because they pushed this mantra over and over again. And I saw it with, they were doing it to my little sister who was 14 years younger than me. And I saw the same BS that they were giving her, and I thought, wait a minute. By the by, the time she, by the time they told me, by the time I was, uh, you know, my age now, which was 15 years later, I was going to say 12 years later. Right. It's always 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. But but that well, I, whatever. Yeah. That that reci- that landfills would be surrounding us. It would be terrible, yeah. and that we you know we, we only have so much uh, space on the planet. Uh, and and I looked around, and things actually seemed better than they were before. Not because of the recycling efforts, but because of efficiencies uh, in every other respect. The cars were better. Everything was better. Um, so <laughs> I I you had to laugh, and it began to scratch my heads, my head. And, and I think my sister, you know, she didn't have the benefit that I did, that I was hearing her learn the same stuff that I had learned. And I realized that, in fact, that they had been lying to us. Yeah. So same thing Oops. with the recycling. Yeah. You would expect, you know, let's use the, the year 1970 as kind of a, a benchmark year. That's what, 50, uh, 50 years from now. Uh, 50, I'm sorry, it's more than 50 
49 years ago. It's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, about 50, 50 years, years ago. ago. It's almost 50 years ago. You would think that in 50 years, they would get super duper good in the recycling business, right, to make it really efficient uh, and to make uh, some money off of it even. Hey, no, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be great, right? But of course, not, not only has, have they not achieved that, but recycling has apparently become more expensive and more burdensome uh, and, and to the point that they're just simply putting everything in the landfill anyway. Or, as we found out, just throwing it in the ocean. Yeah. Which I thought completely defeated the purpose. Yes, right? yes. I, and, I, then, and then maybe this is a little relevant, but it's, I've always found this so interesting. Tom Sowell, the great thinker, right. wrote a passage about this and said he did some calculations about the amount of energy, i.e. fossil fuels, needed to recycle a can – as it turns out, the amount of energy you had to pour into a single can to recycle it into another can, both in cost and emission, if you take their global warming um, construct seriously, far outweighed just mining some aluminum and making another can. Yes. It was more efficient just more efficient. to make another can and throw this one away and let it do – because what do you think the landfills are going to turn into in 500,000 years? Probably mines full a bunch full of a bunch of valuable ores. Yes, there's your recycling. Yes, right, exactly right. <laughs> As these materials fall apart, they become reminable. Yes, you know, <laughs> in five hundred thousand years, human beings will stumble on old minefields and go landfills and go. Wow, there's so much useful stuff in here. Right. I'm glad yeah. they buried it. Yeah, exactly right. Wow, these guys are geniuses. You know, so they preserve their stuff. Anyway, look, the the point is that. And I'm going to get back to more about what they offer, but let me just uh, let me put it this way: um, they they are now realizing those cost benefit issues and things. You know, it turns out that the world is not static. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, I'm Uh-oh. Got, oh, oh, he's are, attacking static thinking again. You heard it here first <laughs> from <laughs> okay. the grooveyard of forgotten favorites, right? <laughs> so, prompting this nationwide reckoning is China. Which until you know, and everyone wanted China to grow and to succeed and be and join the community of nations, as Obama likes to call it. Hold on, right? hold on, hold on. You just said that term. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, so and that, this would be a good thing for an industri- you know for a, a developing nation to become more of an industrial nation, and everyone's applauding it except problem. You know, they're also contributing to global warming, of course. But prompting this nationwide reckoning is China, which until January 2018 had been a big buyer of recyclable material collected in the United States. That stopped when Chinese officials determined that too much trash was mixed in with recyclable materials like cardboard and certain plastics. After that, Thailand and India started to accept more imported scrap, but even they are imposing new restrictions. The turmoil in the global scrap markets began affecting American communities last year. And the problems have only deepened. You mean, you mean? let me translate. Foreign countries aren't willing to pay XYZ City top dollar for their garbage. Right, exactly right. <laughs> right. With fewer buyers, recycling companies are recouping their lost profits by charging cities more. In some cases, four times what they charged last year. So <laughs> right. what, I, what I love about this, you see, this is, this is an article that reflects consequential thinking. Very unusual for the New York Times. Yeah, that's why I said to you, "Uh uh-oh, did they practice some journalism here? It looks like they did. Well, what's interesting about this is there are very few adjectives in this article, (laughs) right? right? There are a lot of facts, which I like, right? 
but I, you know, I call the, Demo- the the Democrat Party the party of adjectives because racist, sexist, homophobic, Islamophobic. But not only that, yeah. but but stupid and, stupid evil, and evil and inept and incompetent, uh, corrupt. You know, words like that. Yeah, waste, uh, fraud, abuse, all about us, of course. Yeah, of yeah. course, uh, fascistic. Uh, you know, uh, you know, cru- dumb, misguided. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, I mean, if you want to learn more words in the adjective realm, at least talk to a Democrat. He'll <laughs> he'll find it. I'm looking for a word. That better captures the notion of dumb. Can you help me, Mr. My Democrat fan? Oh yes, absolutely. Bush. Ins- Bush. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, good point. Insipid, inept. Uh, like, and, and they are ready. They're walking the source. Boom. Yeah. There they are. Anyway, the point is, this article is full of facts. There are very few adjectives about it. I mean, just for example. Yeah. Now, if you want nouns, they ban our nouns like man, woman, child. But adjectives. Right. Well, right. Exactly right. right. Now, so. The, the one I just talked to you about literally has no adjectives. Here, in this next paragraph, I see only one, okay? Or maybe two. Amid the soaring costs, cities and towns are making hard choices about whether to raise taxes, cut other municipal services, or abandon an effort that took hold during the environmental movement of the 1970s, okay? So, literally, there's only two adjectives there. Soaring costs, soaring. Which, which means, you know, yeah. that's fair. It's not really the kind of adjective we're talking about. Uh, and making hard choices. Again, it's an adjective, yes, but not the kind of adjective we're talking about. So uh, They're not using the adjective salad they usually toss yes. to throw in these idiotic, wasteful programs of duplicitous, right. blah, 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 destructive, blah, blah, blah. Right. Destructive, yeah, yeah, women-hating, right. child-hating, baby-hating, <laughs> right, baby-killing, right. bullet-ridden, you know. Right. Michael oh, Brown, man. college bound. Yes. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> Youth. <clears throat> oh, Youthful. Boy. Youth movement. David Hogg. <laughs> Perhaps counterintuitively, I'm continuing on with the article. I, I know you had, you know, your little self-gratification <laughs> moment there. Um, anyway, <laughs> perhaps counterintuitively, the big winners appear to be the nation's largest recyclers, like Waste Management and Republic Services, which, wait for it, are also large trash collectors and landfill owners. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I smell a double dip. <laughs> oh, man. It reminds me of this one movie I saw where, the, the, you know, there was a, there was a terrible problem with uh, some sort of... Um, you know, evil satanic cult that was in- engaging people in horrible crime. And there was a leader of that, right? And then, of course, there was another guy who was fighting them, and he was a priest or a reverend of some kind, and he was denouncing them and doing terrible things. Well, it turns out, um, and it was a movie with Bill, Bill Aykroyd, uh, Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Aykroyd. It, it yeah. was called um, Dragnet. Yes. Abney Coleman. Oh, yes, yes, okay. Yes. And, and then at one point, the Dan Aykroyd character uh, pulls off the mask of the bad guy. He, he somehow manages Chris and it, Plummer. Chris yeah. Plummer, and he finds out that it's the very same reverend. Yeah, the priest, the so, evangelist. And so he doesn't understand this. How can this be? And and the reverend explains to him, "Don't you get it? I, you control both sides of the equation. That's where the money is, right? So that's exactly what's happening here. Right. They're the they're the recyclers them. and the landfill owners. Right. I mean, it's it's not even like that. You know the." Um, the, the Saturday Night Live commercial with uh, you know it's a it's a it's a cleaner and a dessert topping right it's yeah. it's not even because those are not opposites they're just different things <laughs> this is opposites you're you're literally doing the opposite thing so I I find it just deliciously um, uh, ironic and uh, there's there's some adjectives for you but anyway it, it is deliciously ironic 
that they're doing this. But it's, you know, they claim, but the, the, the Democratic Party has always been the party of irony. They yeah. always deliver the, exactly the opposite of what they intend through their policies. So ironically, there's that word, uh, they push these recycling programs, which in fact create more landfill, create more waste, uh, and of course cost the consumer even more money all of which you would expect people not to like. But the point is, back to our very beginning, that does not matter. And the reason why, wait for it, is because, like we said in the beginning, recycling makes people feel good. And that's all that matters. You could show them time and time again, as we're showing you right now, from the New York Times, no less, that recycling is not only not working, but actually creates more landfill and costs consumers more and does exactly the opposite of everything that it, it, it intends. And it won't matter to the average reader or listener. It just won't. Because they, the left, are still offering you the opportunity to feel good. And that one day, by, by keeping on with the recycling business, you are somehow still saving the planet even though you're harming the planet. Right, just Get because it? you want to be on the team. Right. You want to be on Team Planet Safe. Right. doesn't matter that Team Planet Safe is throwing shit in landfill. Excuse my French, but it is. Right? I'm right. Bristle. It was, it was, I'm bristling. That was, that, was, um, that was relevant to the subject yeah. matter. Uh, but, again, I mean, it's like, oh, my God. You know, the, just like abortion. The same people who side with abortion are the same people who tell us, let us educate your children. Let's yeah. watch your children. We care about your children. Right. We're here to care about your children. You're killing them. Right. Well, not only are you killing them, but you're teaching, you're supposed to be teaching them values, good values, and learning about American history and such. But you, you send them there, and in fact, you're getting exactly the opposite. America is a horrible country. You know, it, you know the, the founding fathers were slave owners. Socialism is a wonderful thing. P.S., anal sex and uh, uh, vaginal sex are just the same thing. Uh, yeah, this is boys all... and girls are the same. Pick one. Yeah, that's You're right. You're fine. Uh, uh, premarital sex is totally fine as well, and and uh, and here's how to use condoms. Um, and uh, but but that's cool. Everything is great. And uh, a child can have two mommies or two daddies, and it's good. In fact, they can they can have fifteen daddies and mommies. Yeah, no matter what good. you do, don't pray to God and don't get married. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? Don't do not ever. I mean, there's one thing they're very good about is is trying to find God and root him out. That's yeah. for sure. You know, they, they treat God as if he's a rat problem, right? That's, <laughs> yes. that's, that's what it is. Well, sir, we've, uh, well, how's the school doing? Well, you know, we've got some rats in the, uh, in the plumbing system. I mean, we really need to take yeah, it. We and, found a and, Bible. And, anything else? Yes, uh, there's, there's uh, some God. We found some teachers. We've got to root them out, too. That's exactly the same thing. Anyway, so you send your kids to the education system thinking one thing, and you get exactly the opposite. Right. It's, I mean, that's the, that's the irony for you. Yeah, again. think about how since like the 1960s and 70s, I mean, kids have always been kids. But think about this explosion in the kid that comes home from school and they're culturally warped. And we're taught, well, it must be the TV. It must be the music. No dummies. It must be the schooling. Yes. Right? Of course. Where of do you course think your kids learn the drug problem, the sex problem, the, the decadent problem, the non-God problem? Because and, and anytime you criticize it, of course, returning to our thesis of the episode, um, how dare you rip me apart from my team? Right. You know, and, and we've talked well, about no, no. How, how dare you rip me apart from my feeling good? Right. That's, that's the issue. 
It's not about association. Uh, that's a different game altogether. We have an association podcast, but I, I'm talking about feeling good for the time being. Yeah. You you are ripping apart my sense of how I feel good, and that goes to the core of my identity. I am John Smith. And what makes me John Smith is the sense that I am doing good on this planet. I do good by way of recycling. I do good by encouraging uh, the, the, the belief in choice in, in a reproductive system. I do good by telling everyone that a man and a woman are exactly the same and that if a woman wants to call herself a man, that's okay. That's her uh, business. That's stay her, out every, of her bedroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything is stay out of their bedroom and, and so on. Um, so... But, but when you show them that these are all destructive, it doesn't matter. It's, it's all about the feel-good part of their identity. Yeah. And, and you can't do that. That's why global warming, they, they get so defensive about global warming in particular. They, uh, and, and now recycling, um, as we're talking about. It, now, you're allowed to talk about recycling. And the reason why, and, and why even the New York Times is pushing this, is because the, they don't necessarily put that into the, the debate is settled discussion. They've had to fight so hard in the global warming because that is what the real agenda is, of course, is to control the economy and control people's lives. It's all about power in the end of the day. But recycling, well, they'll get there because they realize they have to control people. It's a, recycling is a great way, a great way of controlling people. As you once said, and I loved it so much, recycling is the gateway drug to, to global warming. I think you're right. Yeah, but now that we're on the meth, you can just throw the marijuana away, if you will. Yes. Understand? Because if you look at, like, an Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal plan, by the time that's implemented, there'll be nothing left to recycle. Because <laughs> there'll be nothing left to throw away because there'll be nothing left to buy. Yeah. Understand? It's a roadmap. Uh, I mean, a road bump. It's a, it's a pimple on the way to the ass of... You know, the global warming solution. So it served the purpose. You can see it now in the left's grand scheme of things, the, in the, you know, long march. Now they can throw this one away. It's like Sinoviev and Bukharin. Now that we've gotten power, we can take them to the basement of the Kremlin and shoot them. Yeah. Right. They serve their purpose. Yeah. I, anyway, it's, it's, it's really quite laughable. The whole environmental movement, it's all about feeling good at the end of the day. And that's, that's all they're selling. It, it doesn't matter whether the program actually works or even if the program does the exact opposite of what it claims to do. The, the most important thing, and this is the, the reason why I bring up recycling uh, as simply an example, is because it's so in your face. It's so bad for, I mean, the, the whole recycling movement has been has so utterly failed and even backfired, but it shows so well how all they're selling to the average consumer and, and citizen of America is the, the, the opportunity to feel good. And that, that is what we're really fighting at the end, isn't it, Ari? Yeah. Just the opportunity to feel good. We gotta fight it and we gotta deal with it. And that's what you're really arguing with when you're dealing with a lefty. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll talk with you next week.